is Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. It says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. Remember, I have interacted with all of these four living creatures at the throne of God. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they that have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, the glorious blood. Another example of resurrection in the Bible. Hallelujah. Serious, blessed people. Before I handle, how do you prepare? So that you may enter this one, because our pre, the, oh, this is amazing. We are going to read the book of Daniel chapter 12. We ain't yet finished because we just read a little and expounded. Because we saw that there are two types of resurrection. But when you go in there, you are going to see a dichotomy again. Those now that are entering heaven, those who are wise, those who are right, teachers of righteousness, and there there is a wealth of information. Okay? Are we together? Are you ready for this? Okay, so he says, even the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 is another example of resurrection in the Bible. When he says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. He was slaughtered, he was slain. But there he is now. Another example. Are we together? Serious. Very, very serious. Tell them it's a real event. And heaven is a real place. That real people must end up there. Will end up there. And hell also is. And so, can I just handle a little touch on what it takes to prepare to enter into the first resurrection. Just a little touch and then we take a break. Or you want it now? Professor Beatrice, why are you shaking your head violently? That was very violent. Sorry? Oh, oh you don't want a break. Wow. You are really, it's, it's not in you to take a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> allow me enjoy very senior professor of KCA University, right? The principal of City Campus. Now, here he says, read with me Daniel chapter 1, right? Daniel chapter 1, if you don't mind. Are you ready? 
What does it take for you to prepare and enter into that first resurrection that you may enter heaven? One of the two destinies, destinations, right? The book of Daniel, chapter 1, says the following. Daniel chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 1 all through up to 10, even 21. It says the following. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and he besieged it. Verse 2 says, And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his god, small g, in Babylon, and he put the treasures, he put in the house, in the treasure house of his god, small g. Idol god, in other words. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language, the Babylonian language, and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. After that, they were to enter into the king's service. Among those who were uh, some from Judah, among those were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, he gave the name Belshazzar. To Hananiah, he gave the name Shadrach. To Mishael, he gave the name Meshach. And to Azariah, the name Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord the king who has assigned your diet, your food and drink. Why should he see you look worse, looking worse than all the other young men of your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. Verse 14. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food and drink. 
So the guard took away the, cho- the choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature, learning, literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. What is the Lord saying? He's saying that these are young men. They have actually been brought in as POW, prisoners of war. They have been brought in as prisoners of war, captives. They have been taken all the way from Jerusalem, from Judah. They have now entered Babylon. They are prisoners. They are captives. And when they enter there, they have no rights. They have no human rights. They reach humana. They don't have human rights. They don't have avogado to, 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 to defend them, a lawyer to defend them somewhere in a commission or whatsoever. They are vulnerable. They are directly under the authority of their slave masters. But now, when they realized who their identity is, who they exactly are, in that kind of circumstance, no human rights, no rights whatsoever anyway, you are captives, you are prisoners, you are directly under the authority of your masters. Then, they refused. He says, they refused to defile themselves. I'm simply saying, how you can make your way into the glorious kingdom of heaven. They refused the temporary pleasures of flesh. The temporary pleasures of flesh in this life. They rejected no matter what after knowing who exactly they are. They are young. Probably they were in their teens. But right from square one they refused. In a strange land you don't have your relatives. You don't have your parents to defend you there. Uncle, anybody you know there. Any connections. They were alone. But they refused. They rejected the pleasures of the flesh that this world offers. Aye. Does somebody remember Esau? For temporary pleasure. And then He did not honor his birthright, his inheritance. He rubbished it. He treated it as nothing. Does somebody remember the present day church for that matter then? That has not considered as valuable her inheritance. 
And she has chosen to enjoy the temporary pleasures of the flesh in this age. Of huh? how? How? This is serious. The temporary pleasures of flesh in this time. They knew their identity and they controlled their appetites for the pleasures of this world. Has the present day church done that? They knew their sanctity, their identity. And therefore they controlled their appetites for the pleasures that this world tosses, offers, tosses towards you. Oh, that is serious if you consider the condition of the church right now. That is very serious right now. And he's saying, they chose to walk the narrow road. They chose to walk the narrow way. You see in Matthew chapter 7, 13, 14. <laughs> Let me read it. Hallelujah. Kumawakalo. Sana. It is fire today. Yesterday was just a preamble, right? I told you I'm going to come to death, but I knew the way to bring it. <laughs> Without causing trauma. <laughs> I tell you, almost this table, I thought, you know, I thought someone was grieving. No, 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 no. No. So this is serious. He says, enter through the narrow gate. God in red. God is instructing you where to enter, my Lord. He could have just left it. He could have said, I've died already for them. God is instructing you. In my Bible, it is red. He's telling you which gate to enter. I, he has really fed us on a silver platter. He has even he went and died on the cross. He was abused. He was tortured. They spat mucus on his face. They struck his head with a club. He cried there. He was running with a cross. He fell down. He could not carry. Somebody helped him. And they nailed him. And they killed him. And then he resurrected. He could have just said, that is enough. I have done enough for them. But when he woke up, he resurrected. He still told the church, enter only through this door. You cannot fail to enter heaven. No. You cannot fail to enter heaven. You cannot. You must enter heaven. It is very clear, muy claro. I is saying, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many walk there, many and destruction, but again, and many enter through it. 
But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only few find it and walk there. I, he's talking about the church. He's saying that there is a way that seems convenient. There is a way of life that seems convenient in this life. But oh boy, it leads to the lake of fire and anything that enters there cannot come out. There is a way that says, Oh, we come from China. We are a modern country. We are wealthy. We are the biggest economy now. The Americans have our debts. A lot of our debts. They are surviving on our debts. We come from China. We are wealthy. We come from Finland. We are wealthy. God will understand. In any case, I love him. If I wear like this, the Lord says he doesn't look at my clothes. I, I, I. But this is a modern era. At least I'm born again. I've accepted him. I've not refused. Then I'm told this is the grace. If you do just something, it's not grace anymore. So, so God looks at the heart. I, I. There is a way that seems right. But that way leads to the lake of fire. The devil has come in this age and lied to the church and told the church that you can do anything and everything the way you want and still enter heaven. God will not judge you. The devil is a liar. The same lie he gave Adam and Eve. That they can do anything. God will not judge them. God judge them and there is death today. If you want to prove that, go to mortuaries, go to hospitals, go to cemeteries. Hi. Hallelujah. The Hebrew boys, they said, no, we may not have rights. We may be slaves. But one thing, our eternity, that one now, we will not accept. You're going to kill me on that one. They have just arrived. They are new. They don't even know these masters. This guy can strike you with a metal on the head. You don't even know how bad this guy is. But they refused. They refused. They controlled their appetites. Their appetites for the porks, for the flesh, for the temporary pleasures of this world. And that was their secret. To control. And the enemy is the flesh. The enemy is you. They were refugees. They were vulnerable. They had no rights. They had no privileges. But they chose the light of God. But they trusted in the Lord alone. My God. He says, no matter your circumstances, 
you too can control your appetites for the pleasures of this world that are leading everybody to hell. Because the devil has come to church and he has lied to the church that you can leave. Let me tell you one thing. The devil, what he has done is this. He has come to the church and he has lied to the church in such a way that they have thrown away holiness. Then he has finished his job. He knows they are heading nowhere. They cannot enter the kingdom of God. He has used things like you are modern. Bienvenido, Iko. Mi Iko. Todo bien? Comida de Kenya tiene problema contigo? Okay, pero ahorita bien. Nosotros tiene en el presencia de Dios ahorita. Yo también declaro sangre poderosa de Jesucristo Salvador sobre ti. Él te sanate rápidamente. So, no. No, 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 no. The devil has come to church and he has lied to the Christians that you can live freely as you want and God will not touch you. And he has brought modernism, modernism, such that now they feel entitled in that sinful state. They say, no, they are going to heaven. Oh, this is a very big thing, you people. I need to, because we've not even finished Daniel chapter 12, the scripture itself, right? The lead scripture. He says, Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, once you get there, Then now we read verses 15 and 17. Where it says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. Again, I'm on the right scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm reading 15, 17. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau who for a single soup, a single meal, a lentil soup sold his inheritance rights as the eldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected even though he sold the blessing with tears. He could not change what he had done. What a warning. That is a severe warning. And you see it also in Senora Lot. In Mrs. Lot. Because Mrs. Lot, even, look at, look at this now. Mrs. Lot, she served angels that night. The angels must have ministered to them in the mealtime. She came just from the right family. From Lord and Abraham and just the right family. And on top of that, 
the angels, even when she was hesitating, they took her hand and pulled her out. The hands of angels touching your hands and pulling you out of danger. But because of the pleasures of this world, her heart was in Sodom. And Sodom was in her heart. The wealth and the property and the possessions of this life. And she became an example. Remember, Senora lost you. Mrs. lost you. He says, the Hebrew boys chose to walk a narrow road. No matter what. No matter the circumstances. And they decided that they will honor God alone. And fear God alone. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Before we take a short break. We are taking a break now. Really we must take it. You are going to take it or you lose it. Right? Galatians chapter 1, 6 and 10, he says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, ultra evangelio, which is really no gospel at all. Hi. He says, evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should come and preach a gospel other than that which we preach to you, the cross and the blood, then let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, and so we say it again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than that, what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I trying to win the approval of men, human beings, or the approval of God? And if I were trying to win the approval of men, would I be the servant of Christ? The Hebrew boys, they simply said, no, we simply want to win the approval of God alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we have a church in a generation whereby they are seeking the approval of men instead, my Lord. Aye, aye, aye. This is serious. The church today, they want everybody to love them. The mayor of the city, the governor of the where, the minister of what. They want everybody to love them. When they are preaching in the church, they want the people to come and the busu, to kiss them in the cheeks. Well, that was a sweet word. To kiss them in the cheeks. I rather have somebody come from there after the sermon and slap you pa and say you have hurt me today. Oh yes. Oh yes. Seeking the approval of men. 24-7. And he's saying that the way to enter that heavenly place, that kingdom of God, that the rapture of the dead church has split out so 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go and tell them in your nations. It is time to stand up and choose Christ. No matter what the circumstances. I, 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 I. They chose to please God alone. And they chose to separate out and live a separated life. If we had time, we would have read the book of Second Corinthians chapter 6, 14 to 18. They did not want to mix with wickedness. Hi! They knew the two cannot mix. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, Daniel chose to fear God alone. So we are still coming back. We are still coming back to handle this visitation, this vision of the Lord. The vision of the rapture. The rapture of the dead church. There is so much to handle here. It says, Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament church. They lied and died. And yet the present day church is lying. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 as we finish. Isaiah 5 20 for favor. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 says the following. He says, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. The present day church. If she is to make it. Isaiah 5 20 says the following. He says, What to those who call evil good and good evil? Who put darkness for light and light for darkness? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? This generation has taken darkness and called it light. It is unbelievable. It is really unbelievable that this generation has taken homosexuality and loved it and legalized it, my Lord. And they now called it modernism. You are modern. You are advanced. You are not primitive now. This generation has taken up ocean and legalized and called that darkness to be light. Say, our women are now advanced. They now have their rights. My Lord. This generation, they have taken sin in the church, nude dressing of women in the church, and they have called it holy. And when you give them holiness, that is darkness. They don't like that. No, I don't like that. You know, Legusta is No, no, you know, Legusta. No, I don't want them to wear that. Eh? They don't like the holy dress. This generation has taken false prophets that come here and call for big money and call for what? 10,000 euros, what, what, what? And they have loved. But when you go to rebuke them and tell them about holiness and call them to repentance and show them the kingdom of God and tell them God judges sin, they will not like you. How many do you have in the church? Right now we have two in Yvascula. My Lord. How many do you have in Tampere? Tampere we have three. We are fluctuating between three and five people. My Lord. 
took the light of God and called it darkness. And darkness they called light and they loved it. Amazing. Aye. Matthew 5.20 I don't have much time. We need to take a break now. Matthew 5.20 says the following. Matthew 5.20 he says the following. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the glorious eternal kingdom of God. There you go. They are hypocrites today in the church. And by the way, openly hypocrite. Openly. He says here, Revelation chapter 11 verse 1. Real quick, somebody. Revelation chapter 11 verse 1 he says. Says the following. Says, I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told to go and measure the temple of God and the altar with his worshippers. One rod for every country. But now, Kenya have their own road for righteousness right now. China has its own road. Europe has its own. Australia its own road right now. Everybody has their own standard of righteousness right now. Why dress? No, it doesn't bother me. No, for us, our pastor does not care. He did not tell us that. He just loves people and he believes that Jesus is love. They are teaching another type of Jesus. They are teaching a Jesus who does not judge sin. A Jesus who understands. He understands. He really understands sin. He will understand that this is a modern era. He really understands. He is actually not judgmental. He just loves people. It's unbelievable. I tell you, I need to get out of here, right? The book of James, chapter 2, 14 and 16, he says the following. Santiago, those, por favor. 14, says. James, chapter 2. Hallelujah. The book of James, chapter 2. 14 to 26, actually. It's a long read, right? It says, faith and deeds. Then at the end, it says, faith without deeds is as dead as a dodo. Is dead. Genesis 39, verses 9 and 12. And I finish now. They choose darkness instead of light. Genesis 39, as I finish the last scripture now. Hallelujah. Genesis 39, verses 9 and 12, it says the following. No one is greater in this house than I am. 
my master has withheld nothing from me except you, his wife. And now you are naked before me here. Again, let me just perspective for you. No one, I'm just adding that that you may understand what he's talking about here in context. No one is greater in this house than I am. Oh, okay, that is now the master, sorry. So, you understand the story. And he refused it. He rejected it. Even to the point of going to jail. They jailed Joseph. I was reading and I was going ahead of myself. That woman entrapped him. This is a slave boy who is looking for any kind of help and favors that he can handle his life. He was even dumped into a hole for killing, for to die. Now he has come out, he's eating warm food. Any favor and protection, if someone said, I'll protect you, he would take it. The wife of his master enticed him with sexual sin. He rejected it. could have said, wow, that will be favor. She will defend me since I'm alone. No. The temporary pleasures of this life, they are taking the church to hell. Today's church is on the wide road. They love convenience. They love their groups. They hate solo, being alone. They just want peace, peaceful coexistence. They don't want a lot of conflict and what have you. They hate conflicts, conflict. They just like peace now, peace with everybody. They just walk together. And the Lord says this as we live now. We are living now. The Lord says the following. We'll read it later. It says in Second Peter chapter 2, verses 19, 23, it says, the dog has returned to his vomit, eating the vomit again. And yet, in Hebrews chapter 10, 26, 31, he ends by saying, horrenda cosa. It's a horrendous thing to fall in the hands of the living God judging you. And he's warning the church. Please, we are going to come back with a message of the vision of the rapture of the dead church, the church that is asleep. And it's such a powerful opportunity to come to you, blessed people, with maximum joy. Our hearts are full of joy that we are coming to you with this tremendous message at this hour. And you are the nations, you represent millions. So I'm coming back. I will be back, says the Lord. And then we will continue. Todaraba, todaharim, Baruch Hashem. Thank you. Can you go and refresh now? Take cold drinks. At the church, especially on things that matter right now. If you see the prophecy that uh, I gave uh, rolling out.
the fulfillment is rolling out in Israel right now in a very, very serious way. And uh, I've also seen rolling out, the fulfillment is rolling out in Israel right now in a very, very serious way. And uh, I've also seen that when I get to India, I think we need to fix the date. On, I don't know whether we have the dates yet. We need to start organizing a committee and so forth after tomorrow to begin applying the visas and so forth. But uh, when I get to India, just a mere arrival like this, heaven will open and drizzles will pour like this. Very, very serious. Very serious time in the church. Very, very serious hour in the house of the Lord.